everybody, this is Townsend. I'm a singer, songwriter, musician, and mental health advocate, and I started the You're Not Alone project and podcast to help educate, spread awareness, and simply help you feel a little less alone, no matter what you're going through. Thank you so much for tuning in to Season 2 of You're Not Alone with Townsend. Be sure to click the follow button and share these stories. You can also watch the interviews on our YouTube under Townsend T Music. You can also keep up with the journey if you follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Townsend T Music. Every like, follow, and share helps us continue to change lives. I am beyond honored to be partnering with Endure the Dirt. If you're from Arkansas, you've probably heard of this event, so go ahead and get your calendars out. This year it's going to be taking place on March 11th. That's a Saturday, so there's no excuse you shouldn't make it. So again, mark that down, March 11th. If you don't know what Endure the Dirt is, it's a 5K mud run that consists of obstacles that are basically to help healthy individuals understand what a cancer patient endures daily. This 5K takes place in Stuttgart, Arkansas at Max Prairie Wings. Now, there are going to be people there to help give you a boost and give you encouragement to conquer each task, just like a cancer patient will have their caregivers, family, and friends. They want you to understand what cancer patients have to endure when they go through rounds and rounds of treatments. The treatments can bring side effects that are incredibly undesirable. They can make you so sick, you can't do anything. So why do we pick March? Because of the weather. Cancer patients have to deal with extreme circumstances that are incredibly uncomfortable, and we want you to be uncomfortable, just like they are. We want to take this event and help you understand just a little bit of what they go through with this terrible disease. So the race again is going to be on March 11th, Stuttgart, Arkansas. Hop online. You can go to adventuresignup.com, snag your tickets, let them know that you're coming. Let's help raise money and awareness for cancer patients and treatment. For all details, make sure to go to personalpeprally.org. We'll see you there. What is up, everybody? Welcome to You're Not Alone with Townsend. We were just talking about what is happening with Townsend, my other podcast, so I almost introduced it that good. Golly, we got too many things going on, Ashton. We got too many things. As creators, you're constantly like churning. I wish people understood that more. But so on today's episode, we've got Ashton Whitmore over. Did I get it? Yeah, you got it. (laughs) I am incredibly impressed with myself. I was really nervous. I was sweating. That's a hard name. It's like a tongue twister. And I'm Southern. Hard. And so the Moyer and Ober is like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God. Yeah, the, the O's. Those yeah. Are Here, yeah. it's like Whitmar and Ober. That would be what yeah. it sounds like Southern. Most people say like Whitmeyer. I, that's what I would say if yeah. you had not corrected me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Okay, very good. So Ashton, I had her come on here because if you don't know the name, you live under a rock. But on social media, she's gained hundreds and hundreds of thousands of followers chit-chatting about Enneagram types, the information behind it. My personal favorite is that she posts things daily that have to do with each Enneagram. So like Monday will be one Enneagram and Tuesday will be Enneagram two. And so I love that you have these little like nuggets of information. I think that's really cool. It catches your attention. So we're just going to dive right in. So who the heck is Ashton? Yeah. So yeah. Hey, everybody. I'm excited to be here. My name is Ashton. I am an author, a social media content creator, an Enneagram consultant, public speaker, part-time professor, (laughs) mom of almost two. I'm very pregnant. Almost two. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> almost two. And yeah, I just love to meet people and talk about the Enneagram and teach them. It's really um, kind of my my niche is being able to show people how impactful the Enneagram can be in their lives. I love that so much. Now, what the heck got you into Enneagrams? How did you dive so deep into that? So I have my bachelor's and master's degree in psychology. So I'm actually a psychologist by trade. Learned about it when I was going through my master's program. And then just, I'm a two, so I'm a helper, which I know we'll get to, but I was captivated, which sounds dramatic, but captivated by um, the Enneagram as a tool and how we can use it to help others or better understand other people. And so after I got my master's degree and I was shocked working in the helping field, I just started to decide to create this Instagram account. And then it kind of just took off from there and led me down this path of making it my full-time career. That is amazing. That's so cool that you get to teach people about it and like use it as your profession. And I love that you've got a psychology background that really plays part in that. Yeah, it's helpful for sure. And it allows me to like utilize the skill set that I've learned in my schooling (laughs) that is so cool so obviously the podcast is about mental health and things like that so the brain psychology all of those things like really I love it it intrigues me so other people interested in that that I could pick your brain for days Ashton but I won't because I know you're (laughs) crazy busy okay why we're just gonna go into it why do you feel like people should dig more into their Enneagram type why do you feel like that's important So, you know, there are so many other personality typing systems out there that I also have been into, like, since I was a kid. I mean, I was like that weird kid who was like, let me understand you. Or like, I think about um, like the Peanuts and Lucy out there with her like sign for for um, psychology help or yeah. psychiatric help. I'm like, that was literally me on the playground. But like but for five cents, I'll there, solve your life problems. Yeah. I will solve your life problems for you. Um, But what I love about uh, personality tests in general is that they allow us to understand ourselves and others better, right? So personality tests like Myers-Briggs or Strength Finders do a really great job, or even like DISC assessment, they do a great job at talking about our specific behaviors. Maybe we're outgoing, we're social, or we're introverted and quiet, The Enneagram, again, like I was drawn to the Enneagram because it's so different from that in that it talks about what motivates us to behave in a certain way. So it's not about our behaviors, whether or not we are outgoing, it's why we're outgoing. So it's the why, the how, and then the motivations behind why we do what we do. I want to personally thank you for taking the time to listen to these conversations. It truly means so much. We've changed so many lives for the better, and we want to continue doing so throughout 2023. This project is made possible by sponsors and patrons. So if you'd like to help keep the You're Not Alone project going and hearing these amazing stories, we would love for you to join the family at patreon.com slash Music. Just for signing up, you'll get free merch, discounts, and behind-the-scenes patron-only footage not only of my music, but of each episode. That's right, so each guest on every episode answers a few more questions that only patrons will be able to watch and listen to. So head on over to patreon.com slash Townsend Music, and let's continue changing lives.
And so why I think that people need to understand the Enneagram is not just for your own growth. I mean, that is also great because if we understand what's motivating us to behave a certain way, we can maybe stop some of those behaviors that we don't necessarily like. But then I also think it can be really impactful for relationships, whether that be friendships, romantic, family, whatever that looks like. Because if we're looking at these behaviors that may be driving us crazy, we can start to understand a little bit more and show compassion and empathy for those behaviors. Yeah, I love that. Absolutely. I have found like, especially through your page. And then last year I had a girl, Kim Eady, she does this as well. But um, looking through your books and all your posts, you really get to know yourself a lot more, which is cool. Because like you said, it yeah. kind of affects how you treat other people. And you're like, okay, I understand how I work. It makes you more interested to understand how other people work as well, which obviously is super important. Yeah. All right. So just a super quick brief. Let's go over each type. So there are nine types, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. nine different types. So let would you be cool with going through like each nine and just being like, number one is the yada yada? Yeah. Cool. Okay, let's do that. And I'll do the um, the motivations of each of the types Oh, too. I love it. Yes, please do. Like I said, the motivations are split up into your biggest fears. So what we fear the most in our lives and then our biggest desires. So what we want the most. Yes. Okay, so- I, am, I am ready for <laughs> this. Let's go. So the Enneagram one is the reformer. Their biggest desire is to be seen as a good person, to be moral, ethical, to be right, and to do the right thing. Where their biggest fear is then being bad, being wrong, or doing the wrong thing. The Enneagram two is the helper. So their biggest desire is to feel loved and wanted, needed, and appreciated. And then their biggest fear is being unloved or unwanted, not appreciated or not needed. The three is the achiever. So their biggest desire is to be successful. They also want to be seen as competent, capable, and to be respected for the job that they do. And then their biggest fear is typically failure or being seen as incompetent or incapable. The four is the individualist, excuse me. Their biggest desire is to be seen as unique or significant or to create significance. Their biggest fear is that something is like inherently wrong with them so that they're defective, set apart, um, like just kind of a normal person. (laughs) They want to be different and in that sort of way. The five is the investigator. So their biggest desire is to be knowledgeable, to also be seen as competent. So they want to know the things and then they want other people to know that they know the things. And then their biggest fear is that their personal space or resources will be depleted and that they'll be like left without energy or things like that. The six is the loyalist. So their biggest desire is to be safe and secure. And then their biggest fear is typically fear itself or being without safety, security, guidance, things like that. The seven is the enthusiast. So they do want to have fun, but ultimately sevens are seeking contentment. So they're often doing the things they do in order to search for that contentment. And then their biggest fear is 
FOMO. They do have that fear of missing out. But they <laughs> I know people also, like that. Yeah, but they also have this fear of being trapped in any sort of emotional pain or negativity. The eight is the challenger. So their biggest desire is to protect themselves and other people, specifically people who may be perceived as weaker than them. And then their biggest fear is being seen as weak, powerless, or controlled in some way. And then the nine is the peacemaker. So their biggest desire is to maintain a peaceful environment for themselves and for the people around them. And then their biggest fear is conflict or being separated by the people that they love. I love that. That is perfect. That's like the perfect little (laughs) brief little summary of it. Now, I feel like really anybody could have any of those like we all have a little bit of each one throughout each day like there's some days I'm more nurturing or more competitive or whatever right yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and they talk about wings so you can be one but kind of veer one way or the other depending on how you handle situation yeah so your wings are the numbers on either side of your main type a common misconception is that it's your second highest score on a test Mm, okay which my um thoughts on tests in general are that they're a great place to start, but the Enneagram is so deep that a test cannot really tell you the type that you are. You have to do the research on your own. So I always say like, sure, take a test, but then research your top three scores and really see what resonates with you. It's the same with the wings. So your wings have to be on either side of your main type and you pull characteristics from those. So for example, I'm a two, My wing is a three, but that doesn't mean that my one wing doesn't exist. It just means that my three wing is a little bit stronger. Okay. Okay. Totally. So I'm a six. Okay. So like I fear fear, like I'm safe, (laughs) I'm loyal. So my, I would either veer towards a five or seven and I can't remember. I'm not sure which one I wing. Um, I'll have to look at it. And that's the thing is like, you can fluctuate like in certain positions, maybe at work or at home, um, they're different than the others, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Do you know, so like for each person, it'd be really cool, and I'm sure they have this, but like communication preferences. So I asked my followers what they wanted to know about, and people were asking, how can it affect communication between partners and things like that? Like, for example, their example was, if you're an Enneagram one, what's the best way to communicate with a one? Is there a way that they can find that somewhere? Yeah, of course. So I I think I have a series that I did on communication before, but um, that's the beauty of the Enneagram is like we all communicate differently based on our type. So, um, you know, if you are, it's a little different for a one and a one, but let's say like a one and a two, if you're a two and you're communicating to a one the way that you like to be communicated to as a two, then the one might not be receptive to that, right? Because they communicate in an entirely different way. Yeah. So where could they, yeah. So their question was, I I can't remember what Enneagram type, let's say they were a six and their partner was a two. How could they Mm -hmm. learn how to communicate better? Like, do you have something they could look up or do they just Google best communication? Yeah, there, there are a lot of different resources. There's a ton of stuff on my page related to communication. Um, Just kind of diving deeper into, you know, what that would look like for each of the types. I love it. Absolutely. We're going to have to look into that for sure. Okay. So you said you were a two. Is that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Do you find it to be true? Are you like, oh yeah, 
I'm a two for sure. Yeah, definitely. I definitely went through like my period of like, am I a two? Because behaviorally, I look a lot like a three. But again, like I said, that's my wing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it makes sense that behaviorally, I would look like a three, but then have my motivation stay with the two. I love it. Very good. So how can knowing more about your Enneagram positively affect your mental health? So let's tie it into mental health a little bit. So how, what do you feel like that could do for your mental health if you knew about this a little bit better? I think anytime you start to work on understanding yourself a little bit more, you know, it, it increases that relationship with self Mm -hmm. and, you know, just getting to know who you are and why you do things. You can offer yourself more compassion and more understanding and for example, like I know when, you know, there are types that are like more prone to shame, for example, I know as a two, when I'm going into my like shame spiral. And so being able to like aware those, aware, be aware of those trigger moments and understand that, you know, it's not something that is a piece that's like defective in you. It's just innately who you are. And now we can work towards resolving some of those things. Yeah, absolutely. I would agree with that for sure. I think anytime you're putting effort into yourself and making yourself a better person and learning yourself a little better, like I said, knowing those triggers, you're going to learn how to cope with it and fix it and work your way around it. I love that. Okay. So feel like, I feel like Enneagrams have been around forever, like since dirt was invented. Okay. Dirt came around, Enneagrams (laughs) came around, but I feel like recently in the past few years, it has really gotten so much traction, Mm -hmm. like so much traction. And it's yeah. positive, negative, all these different things. What do you feel like maybe some are some misconceptions of Enneagram? Something people may misunderstand or the people that are super negative about it. What would yeah. you say to them to maybe change their mind? So exactly what you said, the Enneagram has been around like since the Stone Ages. Literally. <laughs> Literally, it's like two to 4,000 years old. Like people can't even date it because it's been around so long um like the symbol itself was found written in caves and things like that so um, I think over the past you know 10 20 years it's gained even the past five obviously but um it's gained a lot of popularity because of the internet and social media and really just having access to information at our fingertips and people wanting to share that information with others and learn more it's been fascinating to watch kind of like the, the rise in popularity, but you know, people will always doubt the existence of the Enneagram and feel like it doesn't fit in them. Or they'll say, I don't want to be labeled, you know? Um, So a, a popular Enneagram author, Ian Morgan Crone wrote in his book, um, that the Enneagram actually doesn't like put you in a box it shows you how to get out of the box that you're already in and so I always encourage people like the naysayers like this can actually be really helpful for breaking some of those patterns that you've developed over your life or understanding those behaviors that you want to change identifying you know what stresses you out and what your reaction to stress is so yeah, there will always always be those people who are like, I don't believe in this or I don't want to be labeled. Um, and it's just about showing them really like the impact and how important it is to understand people in this way. Yeah, I love that so much. Absolutely. I'm all about 
like I said, we kind of said this earlier, but I love learning more about myself so that I can be a better person for other people. So however that may be, Enneagram is a great way to go about that. That's just one way to kind of learn more about people. I love that. Okay. So where can people learn more about Enneagram? So we talked about there are a ton of resources out there. Do you have anything specific that you're like, okay, this one's a really great place to get started? I always recommend the Enneagram Institute. I think they're kind of the fa- the founders of the Enneagram Institute are what I consider to be like the grandfathers of the Enneagram in the United States. Um, they have a, a pretty trusted test called the Ready, the Riso Hudson Enneagram Typing Instrument. Um, I need to applaud and- you for getting that right. <laughs> That's impressive. And then they have just a ton of information on there. Obviously, I'm going to plug my own site and my own Instagram um, because like you said, I'm constantly shelling out content on each of the Enneagram types. But, you know, there are always going to be resources that, you know, aren't great either. So I think it's just, you know, being smart and intuitive and gathering the information um, that feels right to you. Yeah, there are absolutely. a ton of books out there, podcasts, social media accounts, websites. Like, like I said, we really do have a vast like amount of knowledge at our fingertips. Absolutely, I like yours. You kind of you put it in layman terms is the best way to put it. So, like I said, I love how every day you kind of focus on one little thing. And of course, I love when the six comes around because I'm like, oh, right. it was me. Um, so I pay more attention on those days for sure. But yeah, you break it down into layman terms instead of like going and research and reading for the people that are like, oh, I don't want to research. You can find out on any kind of social media. And that's what I will say, like up until the past several years, the books that were available on the Enneagram were those heavy hitters. Like you really had to dive deep and want to understand. And what we noticed is that there were so many people who just needed it kind of laid out there. Like, tell me what this is and how it can be beneficial to my life. And so luckily, like now in 2023, we have so many more resources that are out there to help those people. Yeah, absolutely. Ashton, thank you so, so much for joining us. It truly means the world that you took out a few minutes to chit-chat and just share your story, teach us a little bit about Enneagrams, the summary of it, because I'm not going to lie, I don't want to go read those heavy books that you talked about. I just need you to give me a summary, okay? I just need, like, the soap notes, and I'm good to go. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It was so fun, and it was so great to meet you. Yeah, it was a pleasure meeting you. Like I said, I've been following you for a while, so it just means so much that you'd take time to chat with me and my listeners. Yeah. We will stay in touch. For sure. All right. We'll catch you later, Ashton. All right. Okay, guys, if you're in the market to buy or sell, I have the perfect company for you. Clark & Co. Realty is located in the Benton, Bryant, Arkansas area. They're able to serve you no matter where you're located in the state. They've streamlined the process of buying or selling a home to make it so much easier. They have a team of industry experts that make sure you have access from anything you can think of. I'm talking from local home inspectors to painters to gardeners and so much more just to provide you with the best service possible. They're dedicated to providing the most up-to-date market data in the area. And I think the coolest part is if you go on their website, you can use their easy-to-use fast property search. You can even create a custom market report to see what's active, under contract, and sold in your neighborhood. 
Their team is made up of caring, knowledgeable professionals that work around the clock to help you with the process of buying and selling your home. So again, if you're in the market to buy or sell, Clark & Co Realty is definitely the company for you. Tell them Townsend sent you. Let's be honest. I think we could all use somebody to talk to every now and then. Healing Path Counseling in Conway, Arkansas is 100% my go-to when it comes to therapy. Wendy Blackwood has more credentials than letters in the alphabet. She's won awards for her outstanding services and has a whole page of board memberships. Basically, she knows what she's doing. She works hard to help equip you with the tools needed to live your best life. She even offers a variety of services including, but not limited to, cognitive behavioral therapy, technology-assisted counseling, relationship counseling, and EMDR. Trust me, I know therapy can be intimidating at first, but let me assure you, Wendy does her best to make you comfortable and find the best solutions and plans for you. Trust me, don't wait to make the call. Give Wendy Blackwood at Healing Path Counseling a call today. Get started on the best version of you.